I just wrote a note that just says, what the fuck is Todd talking about? But also, I love it. <laughs> Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends... What have I lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So Yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. He's got that good, good pony Jafar beard. (laughs) I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and how South Bend, Indiana isn't a real place and is just the name of Pete Buttigieg's town in Animal Crossing New Leaf on the Nintendo 3DS. (laughs) It was created as a plot point for the show The Music Man and then just continued on in the Pete Buttigieg headcanon. Oh uh, to any of our listeners who are in South Bend, Indiana, how are you listening to this? Because you don't exist. Um, you are false. You are <laughs> in Pete Buttigieg's mind hole. <laughs> Would that we were all in Pete Buttigieg's mind hole. Oh, oh that'd be good. That's a fun uh, place. Well, we got trouble right here in Debate This City. I'm yeah, your guest moderator. <laughs> I'm your guest moderator, Mayor Tom Nook Zalatni, and I'd like you to join me by taxi, train, shanty boat, or school bus as we take a trip to everyone's favorite raccoon run utopia, the town of. Oh shit! What happened? Oh my god! Somebody killed former Mayor Totem. Totem. Damn it! I'm gonna just take that line again. You can leave that in if you want. Oh my god, somebody killed former Mayor Tortimer. This is a disaster. This is the worst thing that's happened to Animal Crossing since Amiibo Festival. Thankfully, we've got a crack team of Halloween detectives on the case. I'm joined today in no particular order by Todd Spooky Thomas, Kyle Dookie Harper, Andrew Kooky Henderson, and Matt the Young One Cole. This is bullshit and I'm tired of it. This is bullshit and I'm tired of it. It's alright, Matt. Mine means poop, so you you can... Take your winnings. Yes, but yours is also the best Green Day album. Ooh, fair Fair point. Uh, Matt, for what it's worth, I was born in 1993. Ha! Yes. Thank God. I'm not alone. (laughs) Anyway, hopefully between the four of you, we can crack the case and figure out who done it. So, officers Cooper and Booker have informed me that Mayor Tortimer's body was found floating in the fountain outside of City Hall. Autopsy revealed no signs of struggle, but puncture wounds to his shell and abdomen suggest he was maybe impaled on a large, sharp object. Our townsfolk all carry around tools like shovels, axes, and slingshots, and the town is full of public works projects like clocks, lamps, and even pyramids. So, (laughs) guys, what's our murder weapon? And and you know what? While we're at it, who do you think did it? Definitely a pyramid. (laughs) Definitely the pyramid. Um, So, in things like this, I find it is always the person that you least suspect, right? And so, in fact, the person that I think we least suspect is likely the person that did it. That's what I'm getting at. And so <laughs> that was the same thing twice. Thanks for writing that on the wall, Todd. <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of cough syrup today. It's fine. Todd, would you would you also supposit that it is the person you suspect the least? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the, the point that I'm getting at is I'm here to tell you today that those repeated puncture wounds, those grievous wounds left on this innocent turtle's body came from the one and only Isabel, the mayor's assistant. And it was 
in fact done with a fishing rod, not a pyramid, like Tom suggested it might have been. Stabbed to death with a fishing rod? Have and it's one of those it's one of those fiberglass ones, so you had to Have you held a fishing hard, rod in the last hard. five years, Todd? They're, they're like I they're flimsy. A, yeah. A non Smash Bros related fishing rod. It was like it's more like a like a fencing what are the what are fencing swords called? Epe. Except it's a fencing sword. They, yeah. Wait, a what? It's an epee. Oh, shut up! Really making up words, Tom. Culture. That's not a thing. Anyway, I come from a place where French is happening. <laughs> My point that I'll be making today is that Isabel, who has been, she's been this like mayor secretary, regardless of who's sitting in the mayor's seat, and she is fed up with his shit, and so she stabbed him a whole bunch with a fishing rod or some shit. No, no, no. Whatever. Todd, the best detective. <laughs> <laughs> Book him away, toys. Well, Todd, I want I I don't want to disagree with your cold hard facts of suspecting the person who did it the least. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, is that what he's doing? I wasn't clear. I'll say if I say it two more times, I get a free pizza at Pizza Hut. Oh, well, <laughs> let's let's make that happen for Todd. Right. Man, the booking um, program has really evolved. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really gone off the rails. Child literacy is a real problem in our country. However, I'm I'm here to uh, let you guys know the uh, the the puncture wounds seem to be all post mortem uh, to throw us off the scent of the real cold eyed killer, none other than the barista store owner Brewster the Pigeon, um, and I believe. He killed the mayor with a poisoned cup of coffee. And then stabbed him just for fun. Wait, yeah, where'd those puncture wounds <laughs> come from? I, I told you they were done after the fact to hide the true the true um, cause of death. Brewster was throwing him off. With yeah. what? What did he get stabbed with? Um, with what? Just a, a bagel cutting knife. A, a, a fishing rod? No. Were they fishing knife? rod shaped? Absolutely not a fishing rod, but the knife Brewster uses to cut the pastries in his uh in the roost. The na- the name of his establishment. Is that the actual name of the establishment? It is. Can confirm. Oh, yeah. that's so good. And Which so, is great because so it was also the name of the the spot at our our college we all three attended. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That Took well, all our money every there's year. There's four, four of us. Wait, went there. Fine. Yeah, I'm four mad of us. at you. Four of us went there. I child child literacy and math are both lacking in the United States, and we need. I help. love that Matt immediately assumes that he was the one that was taken out or <laughs> removed from that. I absolutely do assume that I was the one, oh, and I so hate funny. it because Kyle is the only one who was in college with all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I didn't. That's I didn't true. intend to leave anyone out. I just can't count today or ever, but. That's a personal problem. No free Pizza Hut pizzas for you, Kyle. <laughs> Guys, you are all thinking about this the wrong way. This was not a murder. This was a suicide. Huh. Okay, well, it was technically a murder, but we'll get to that. Either way, I believe... Suicided themselves straight into that fountain with all those puncture wounds. <laughs> I believe this was a, this was a self-fishing. Uh, no, I believe that Mayor Tortimer's, Tortimer's wounds were self-inflicted. Autopsy revealed no signs of struggle because there was no struggle. Did I say struggle? You did <laughs> say struggle. struggle. We were all going to let you slide. Struggle in the jungle, y'all. <laughs> um, there was no struggle. Mayor Tortimer decided to end his own. So the next question is why? True, he had no record of mental instability. People close to him had no reason to think he was suicidal. So it doesn't add up. I believe that someone pushed the victim to the brink. 
This person used some ungodly power to incite these harmful thoughts and virtually warp the mayor's entire sense of reality. And before the night is over, I will prove to you that it could only be one person. The sociopathic psychologist slash comedian, Dr. Shrunk. <laughs> so I okay, just Googled Dr. Shrunk. No yeah, tell me what you found there, because I don't know who this is. <laughs> I think that it might be an axolotl. It's an axolotl. Yeah. Doc- well, okay, so I got to give him credit. This animation makes axolotl come across very well. There's no question in my mind that this is an axolotl. That word needs more consonants. The question, <laughs> <laughs> the question in my mind is, why in the world did they choose an axolotl out of all of the animals? Why did they make this thing? Matt, if you say axolotl one more time, you get your free Pizza Hut pizza. <laughs> axolotl. Oh, that is that is that word. I assumed until Matt point like looked him up and pointed it out that Doctor Shrunk was going to be a skunk. And I don't know why Animal Crossing <laughs> didn't dirty like that. <laughs> they already had it. They already had a skunk. He uh, sells shoes. Oh, That's true. and there can only be one one character of each species of animal in Animal Crossing. As long as they are actually, yes, no, Celeste no? the owl. <laughs> Unless there, they're there's, married. There's two owls who live in the museum together. I think are they're they related, brother and sister, maybe. Okay. I think th- I think they I think the rule is they have to be related. Like they the alpacas are married. Oh yeah. Tom, the the nooks are brother or father and sons. Yeah, there's, I think they have to be related. Uh, three hedgehog sisters who make clothing. Mm. All right. Yeah. Doctor Shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> Axolotl. <laughs> well, now that we've gotten all of your ridiculous accusations aside, it is time to bring to light the true killer. Because of all of your bullshit ideas with your bullshit weapons that could absolutely never stab a turtle. There is one person in town who always carries around something that could put puncture wounds in a turtle shell. And that is none other than Mr. Rossetti and that sweet, (laughs) sweet pickaxe that he brandishes at you every time you reset your game. Clearly the murderer, clearly the angriest character to ever be in an Animal Crossing game. Clearly the one that took out the previous mayor, and uh, I'll tell you exactly why as we roll along. But all of your ideas are bullshit. I'm right. It's Mr. Rossetti <laughs> with the pickaxe. Maybe in the foyer. I don't know if that part is part of this game. Oh, we'll see. I uh, <laughs> I got to say one thing about Mr. Rossetti is that uh, as you guys were introducing your suspects, I opened up the, the Google uh, in a new tab for each of them so that I could get a photo to know kind of who I'm working with, right? <laughs> uh, and in Googling each of these individuals and also Mayor Tortimer, the only one who, instead of immediately having a animalcrossing.fandom.com page, has an actual Wikipedia page is Mr. Rossetti. Oh, Good. <laughs> so I'm not sure what's up with that. I'm not surprised. He is fairly iconic. Yeah. I mean, if you, like, if you look at Mr. Rossetti... That's a murdery looking motherfucker. Like he, yeah, that guy murders. You can't look at that <laughs> guy murders. and not assume that he murders. I like to think of Rossetti as like he's like the town weirdo that everybody just kind of knows. Like he lives in like I don't know, like the, like a ramshack up under the under the highway. And like anytime something happens, the sheriff is immediately at that guy's place. But it's never actually that guy. I've got mm-hmm. Mr. Rossetti figured out to a T, and he's actually the crazy old guy who, like, is trying to go off the grid, and whenever you, like, Ooh, try yeah. and spark up a conversation with him, he immediately dives into whatever conspiracy theory <laughs> he's set on that day. He's got big, tiny house energy. <laughs> he's wound very, very tightly 
um, and is prone to believe any conspiracy as long as it involves the government being out to get him. And I, I remember the first time I like, cause everyone reset their animal crossing game at some point and like dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And I did it. I remember by accident the first time. And then I really freaked out. Cause like this guy showed up and told you about breaking rules and how the timelines would cross and everything would blow up um, or whatever it was that he guilted you with. But More I remember at one point, if you reset your game enough, he made you type in like, I am stupid. Like you had to literally type <laughs> yeah, that in before you that. could play your game again. And I was like, all right, here I am in ninth grade and I feel bad all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, I have I have two more points on Mr. Resetti. One, apparently his first name is Sonny. Yep. It is and, indeed. And two, there is 100% tinfoil under his construction worker's cap. That's that's all I've got. I remember my first encounter with Mr. Resetti. I had uh, my house growing up, um, my childhood home, I guess, had uh, one of those light switch situations where if the light switch was flicked off, the power in the room would also turn off. Oh, uh, good. So <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was playing Animal Crossing, and my mom accidentally leaned against the light switch, turning the game off. And I was, like, already kind of upset because, like, you know, that sucks. And then I turned mm-hmm. the game back on, and Mr. Rossetti started yelling at me for something that was not you my get fault. berated by this <laughs> insane mole. It would not be the first or last time that my mom would let me down. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were talking about those things today. I didn't bring that kind of energy to this episode. I really expected you to say it would not be the first or last time I was berated by a mole, and that took a much different turn than I expected it to. Anyway, now that we've talked about murder weapons... <laughs> <laughs> we need to narrow down our list of suspects. There are so many villagers here in town, but surely only a few of them would directly benefit from the death of our beloved former mayor. So you've all presented your your head suspects to me. Head suspects? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yep. You've all presented lead, your head suspects, suspects to me. Unsubs, if we're unsubs. using... <laughs> you, you've all told me who you think done it. Now uh, is your chance to justify that. What uh, What do you think gives each of your suspects motivation to have committed such a heinous crime. Yeah. So for Isabel, um, who is, might I say someone that you don't directly suspect, um, Isabel, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's not, she's not one for confrontation. And okay. So Isabel has been sitting on the sidelines for a long time, perhaps too long. She, she's been stuck as the assistant to whatever rogue child mayor gets placed into the seat of the mayor in this town. And so now that it just happens to be mayor Tortimer in this pocket dimension of animal crossing, um, he just took it too far this year. So first mayor Tortimer skimped on the new year's bonuses. Then he cut out summer hours. And lastly, he forgot about administrative assistant day. And that was just too much for a simple, (laughs) for a simple overworked (laughs) Shih Tzu and a sensible cardigan to take. And so I'm here to tell you boys Isabel broke bad. And by bad, I mean Tortimer's neck. She she broke Tortimer's neck. <laughs> with a fishing rod? With with a fishing rod. Well, the I'm and still, then stabbed I'm kinda, him. I'm kinda with Kyle on the he could have already been dead and then she just stabbed him a lot. I don't know. <laughs> it's a silly thing we're doing here. I don't know. I, I'm not on Crime Library right this second, but does that happen often? Are there are a lot of murders that they just stab incoherently after i mean unconfirmed sources say it happens about 60 percent of the time thank you kyle i've watched a lot of law and order svu a lot and let me tell you weird shit happens to bodies after people die (laughs) all right 
I wish people would have talked after I said that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we left we left you out on that ledge. <laughs> I think there in Todd's defense there there is a major plot point in uh the first couple of seasons I think of how to get away with murder uh having to do with like punk postmortem puncture wounds. So uh, huh. I think there's there's some validity to that. Oh, yeah. That's I totally knew that. Yeah. 100%. That's that's what Todd was going for. Not not the plot from Zootopia at all. <laughs> this wasn't just a stab in the dark. Uh. Also, I just I just figured out my super secret bonus question, and you guys are going to scream. I'm Good. not going to tell you what it is now, but I'm, I'm so excited. Well, Todd, I'm, uh, Detective Todd, I'm Detective Thomas. There we go. Yeah. Detective Thomas, I regret to inform you how incorrect you no, are. No, it's, it's Detective Todd. My dad is Detective Thomas. <laughs> Detective <laughs> Thomas is my father. Yeah, they call my father Detective Thomas. Um, Detective Todd, um, I, unfortunately, you couldn't be more wrong because the murderer is clearly the shrewd business bird Brewster, um, who has who will do and has done whatever it takes to put the roost on top. In this, it was in this climb to the top that Brewster found a fantastic coffee enhancer. He only refers to as pigeon milk, <laughs> and if that doesn't immediately Ew. make you suspicious, um, I don't like that. Then, then you're not paying nope. attention. His customers, however, really love the new additive. Um, they've asked him multiple times what pigeon milk is, and with that, Brewster only um, gives a very coy response of, it's a family secret. Um, unfortunately for that secrecy, uh, town laws dictate that all ingredients in all, all restaurants be disclosed, and the mayor found out that pigeon milk is really just sugar and cream mixed with trace amounts of cocaine. To get his customers oh, more hooked wow, to that's uh, better his than coffee. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I was going somewhere blue. Yeah, yeah, you all did, and you were wrong. It's just, it's just illicit drugs. Oh, um, I gotta love Brewster for being wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the mayor very reasonably gave Brewster the the option of removing pigeon milk from the menu before um, threatening to shut him down, um, and Brewster not wanting to lose that competitive edge refused and rather than letting himself be shut down by the mayor killed him killed him dead that's an interesting turn it's a bold move (laughs) (laughs) he's hoping the secret dies with the secret dies with tortimer and he can because isabel is hooked to the pigeon milk coffee she isabel does oh yeah that's that's canon (laughs) yeah lines of it so she would be the next person in line that would want to shut him down but isn't going to look too hard because she is hooked on that sweet, sweet pigeon milk. Sure. Uh, just a quick, quick question. Um, so you said so he had to disclose the, the the secret ingredient. So you're what you're in this in this in scenario. He discloses the ingredient to Tortimer first. Yes, it's a small okay. town. There aren't there aren't many uh-huh. people. Many the to- you know Tortimer ladders is, on is the hierarchy. judge, jury, and executioner, as well as the FDA. Yes, one hundred percent. As it should be, really. Give yes. one person all the power. Sort of a yeah, Leviathan sure. situation. That is, that is quite the utopia. I, I didn't set up the town. I don't. I can't uh-huh. explain to you why it's set up that way, but Tortimer has all the power and okay. as far as uh, food and drug regulations go, yes. Hmm. Okay. And, and Brewster not, not having it, being a shrewd libertarian to lashed out and punished this example of government overreach. Well, if there was one libertarian in this group, <laughs> Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rossetti, you don't want to know Mr. Rossetti's 
political alignments. Yeah, I don't think it's libertarian. But he'll tell you. <laughs> What's the, what was the guy? What was the British guy that wore the bucket on his head and yelled a whole bunch in a weird voice in Parliament? I want him. Oh, Lord yeah. Buckethead. Yeah, Buck- it was Lord Buckethead. Buckethead yeah. as the gu- guitarist of Guns N' Roses for a minute after stopping his solo career. He wasn't in British Parliament. <laughs> Lord Buckethead. You uncultured swine. But have we seen them in the same place at once? Oh. They wear different buckets. Yeah, wow, that's fair. That's a good point. I hate that that's a good point, but it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk about Dr. Shrunk now because this is the only right answer. Um, Vermin Supreme is the guy you're thinking of, Todd. Yeah, so, uh, Vermin Supreme. Yeah, that's it. there you go. Vermin Love Supreme. Go ahead. Sorry, Andrew. All right. Um, I needed to Dr. know that. Shrunk. Mystery. Talk about Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> so despite the fact that he has served for years as the town's only mental health professional and our only actual medical professional at that, uh, Dr. Shrunk felt the need to start moonlighting as a comedian at the CD Club LOL north, on the north side of town. You can find him there most nights hobnobbing with the riffraff and telling his filthy jokes. Well, you see, Club LOL hasn't been doing so well. Uh, it seems their nightly entertainment hasn't been putting the butts in the seats as well as it used to. The good doctor has been performing for an empty room night after night. So the mayor here decided it was time to get old, give old Club LOL the boot to allow for a more wholesome and successful business to fill its place. Dr. Shrunk didn't like that. No, he didn't like that one bit. One could say that made him mad, even. You guys don't know what Dr. Nope. Shrunk's deal is, so that nope. didn't hit. Nope. Okay. Sorry, I really didn't. I, wait, it didn't was I supposed to react to that? Well, it, it, here's the deal. So, so Dr. Shrunk's whole thing is he can control people's emotions. He taps into his dark magic by teaching people how to feel a certain emotion, and then he can recall that emotion like some twisted hypnotist. Is that real? Is that like a, a real in-game thing? Yeah, it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, you, you, learn, you learn emotes from, from, uh, from Dr. Shrunk. Oh okay. oh, okay. And you have to pay him to unlock those Thank emotions. You. Thank you, Police Chief. Thank you, Police Chief Nook, for the validation. Andrew, I think you're confused. We're recording our Joker episode in next weekend. Well, it's funny because there are a lot of similarities, Kyle. So thank you for proving my point is when Tortimer did shut the club down, Shrunk used his dark powers to teach Mayor Tortimer things like despair, pain, and regret. All those things mashed together in the poor victim's brain like some slurry of sadness. Tortimer couldn't take it anymore and opted for the sweet release of death. And in the end... It was Shrunk who would have the last laugh. Q, Q laugh gif. <laughs> yeah. The slurry of sadness was my favorite Harry Potter book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, I'm, I'm curious. You mentioned uh, that Tortimer closed down Club LOL and brought in some more wholesome entertainment. Um, I'm really curious about what that wholesome entertainment might be. Uh, well, it was uh, actually... The Happy Home Society was growing their their uh, north north town branch, <laughs> north of town branch. Sure. Got stuck the landing. Nope, <laughs> leave him be. Leave him there. Definitely didn't leave him out there by himself. Everyone, everyone saw it. Perfect ten out of ten. Moving yep. on. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Kyle. Thanks for the segue. It's a great time to move on and prove all of you wrong <laughs> because Tortimer is. Clearly the thing that changed Mr. Rossetti's life and his role in Animal Crossing Village forever. Everybody take a journey with me back to 2012, the year that Mayor Tortimer retired, and also the year that we found out 
that the Rossetti Surveillance Center was shut down by this who? This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part when Matt tells us a game that we all know, but he just learned and he pretends like no one knows it. <laughs> I really just I, I really love the the idea that it is canon that it was in 2012 that <laughs> Mayor Tortimer retired. In, in the year of our Lord 2012. <laughs> why do you guys have to do this to me? Why, why do you gotta leave me out like this? It's because you're the sweet have baby. Have you listened brother. to this podcast, Matt? Yeah. It's because you're a little small baby. Ah, God yeah. damn. Tom, a we baby. were born the same year. Get your shit out of here. All right, let me you can't prove that. Let me go back to spinning spin my weave here. Um, <laughs> the long form one, too. <laughs> so the Rossetti... Surve- Speaking of 2012. The Rossetti Surveillance Center was shut down, clearly by Mayor Tortimer. I don't know why, because he's an asshole. I haven't played the game. I just read the Wikipedia. So the Surveillance Center was completely shut down. Mr. Rossetti now has to ask people if they want to be berated by him or not. He can't just watch over them all the time. His surveillance center was reduced to a public work that people have to choose to fund. And Lord knows Mr. Rossetti is way too conservative to be into people taxing his way into business. So it's bad times all around. What better way to prove the necessity of a full-on surveillance state than straight-up murder? So Mr. Rossetti, clearly <laughs> good driven, murder. clearly driven to the point where he needed to prove his worth to the Animal Crossing village, snuck out late at night when he knew no one would be watching, because who's the only surveillance system? Mr. Rossetti pops out of a little manhole cover right by the fountain, stabs the crap out of the mayor with a pickaxe, throws him in the fountain, and then who should be the first to discover it but Mr. Rossetti? And everybody realizes that we need a surveillance system. But the surveillance system wasn't set up when the murder happened because Tortimer shut it down. But now there's a surveillance system and Mr. Rossetti can go around murdering whoever he wants to because he's the one Wait, who gets all the tapes. You're saying you're saying someone would fake a tragedy to prove their worth? You're saying it's a false flag operation? Oh, shut up, everyone. <laughs> yes to both? Yes, to um, you know, I've got to give credit to any um, any government agent who is willing to shut down a survey, a government surveillance system in 2019, because that is not the trend. No, no, it certainly <laughs> is it. Um, so it, uh, if that is if that ends up being true, which I don't think it will be, I'm pretty sure it's still Brewster um, over his um, government overreach. Um, kudos to Tortimer making his last political move. Uh, such an un- such a uh, bucking the trend, so to speak. Well, I mean, he was the mayor and probably made a boatload of bells as the mayor and then retired. And he doesn't want people to know what he's doing in his retirement. He wanted to disappear. He wanted to ghost. And so he shut down the surveillance system like any corrupt politician would. He wanted to reset the game as many times as he needed to <laughs> unimpeded. Exactly. So Mr. Rossetti did a false flag operation. <laughs> So, so I will challenge that because Tortimer did in fact retire, uh, and he retired off, like out of the city. He moved off to his own island with all of the money that he has, uh, and now just invites people to come be tourists on his island so he can make more money. Hmm. Yeah, I hate uh, it. There's a few holes in your story there, Matt. So I don't know how concerned he would be at that point with surveillance in the city. Well, because no, so like we find out that the mayor according to the Wikipedia that I read, we found out oh, that boy. Tortimer retired the same time that we found out that the surveillance system had been shut down, which leads one to believe 
that the surveillance system was shut down before he retired. Uh, yes, but but in our universe, in this universe that we're playing in right this minute, Portimers was is was until recently the mayor, never actually retired. So did we clarify that? Is that a thing we clarified? No, I, I called him former mayor. Yeah, Portimer suck it, intro. Andrew. Get your timeline <laughs> bullshit out of here. My shit still works. Everyone knows the current mayor is Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've got our suspects and our murder weapons figured out, we need to figure out how they got away with it. Who else knew it was happening? What sort of accomplices were involved? And how is it possible nobody in town heard any of it happening? Was he killed someplace far away from the fountain and then dragged there later while nobody was looking? There's just so many variables, and that's why I only gave one. Detectives, <laughs> please, please present your theories about how this all went down. So, Isabel, right, being yeah. the least likely and also now the most likely. Have I mentioned that yet, Tom? A couple times. All right, good. Um, for years, she's just been taking the mayor's shit. It's no secret that, that all of the townsfolk are tired of Mayor Tortimer's unnecessary festivals his high taxation, largely to pay for said festivals, I imagine, and allowing uh, Tom Nook to run his in-town furniture real estate racket for far too long, right? So the thing is, Isabel didn't even need to be quiet about it because in the end, Isabel walked right up behind him at the Feast of the Fabulous Wild Men Day, which is December 1st, if you're curious what day that festival falls on. And she... No, you... Sure, I can... Say it again, Feast of the Fabulous Wild Men Day, December 1st. Wild, wild men? Wild like men. Wi- wild yeah. men? Um, well, so they were throwing a festival for that because this is what happens in Weird Animal Crossing Town. Um, and January 12th. We've established oh, that it is South Mine said December time. 1st. I guess we'll celebrate it twice. It's fine. Um, anyway, she rapidly prison shanked him with a broken fiberglass fishing pole in broad daylight for everyone to see. And you know what, Tom? Not a single townsperson said a word as Isabel scooped up his still writhing body into her pocket dimension pocket to suffocate and then (laughs) rolled him into the fountain for all to see. As a reminder, it's it's a reminder to all of what happens when capitalism is left unchecked to run rampant in our society. And you know what, Tom? This Mm -hmm. town knows what happened, and we're not talking to no cops about nothing, pigs. We're not doing it. (laughs) All right, Detective Todd, you might need to lay off the cough syrup. <laughs> You're drinking too much of that pigeon's milk, Detective Todd. He's gone full Pepe Silvio over here. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I want you guys to know that I'm taking notes while you're answering me so that I can figure <laughs> out who's correct at the end of this. And uh, I just wrote a note that just says, what the fuck is Todd talking about? But also, I love it. <laughs> You know what? How long ago was the mayor murdered? What, a couple days ago? Something like that? Why yeah. is that body still in the fountain, Tom? Uh, Don't you think we would have, like, documented that and gotten it out? You think uh, it's not intentional that it's still there? I don't know. I'm, we only have one police officer in this whole town, so... There's two. There are Cooper two. and Booker. Uh, and we ain't talking to neither of them. False flag. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite punk band. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If any of you guys had brought one of the cops as a potential murder suspect, I would have just given it to you right away because, as previously established, all cops are bastards. Yeah, hey. <laughs> there it is. we're here for that. Um, so, Todd, I, Detective Todd, you keep insisting that it is the person you least suspect when everyone knows it is the person you most medium suspect. Um, 
<laughs> we got it. That being said, it is still definitely Brewster, and I have the motive. Um, and the pounds of cocaine to prove it. And the, and the mountain <laughs> of cocaine he left behind. Um, uh, we've already figured out the motive. I'm sorry. This is how he got away with it. So, even though the mayor had given him all, his ultimatum, and knew about the malicious nature of pigeon milk, he did not know Brewster was going to take it so hard. He thought that they had agreed, they'd reach an agreement, you know, just stop selling the citizens of South Bend cocaine, and everything will be fine. He is the mayor. The mayor's a busy job. You still need to get your, your coffee in the morning, and he likes to, you know, use that walk to the roost to check in on the daily goings-on of the town. So... You know, not suspecting that Brewster had ill intent and needing his morning cup of joe, Mayor Tortimer went into the roost, ordered a cup of coffee, and Bruce, Brewster offered him a cup on the house as a, you know, no hard feelings, let bygones be gut bygones. But he slipped in a little extra for him, an extra strength dose of the pigeon mill. Just enough. Just it's creamy. <laughs> just enough to shut down the, the poor old mayor's heart. And, um, you know, mm. the, the mayor took his cup of coffee, left, drank it in his office and died. And Brewster ran in and stabbed him a whole stabbed bunch. Him a bunch. <laughs> ran in and stabbed him a whole bunch. So no one would look into the actual the actual um, cause of death, which was a whole lot of cocaine. A small mountain <laughs> and, of, and, of cocaine and, <laughs> in, in the poor turtle in the poor old turtle's body. As um, Brewster punctured his lung, just cocaine <laughs> shot out of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like like a, a fog machine while he was stabbing, and just all oh, the cocaine coming oh out. My God. But, <laughs> it seems it seems really stupid to me to poison someone and then try to cover up the fact that you committed murder by stabbing them a bunch of times yourself. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for a little bit of gain. <laughs> also, like usually you get an accomplice for that kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> Tortimer put like the yeah Brewster 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 put, like, works the, alone. And the shop's closed sign and, he and like walked no over stone there. unturned. <laughs> it's like he doesn't mind if we find out that he's a murderer. He just doesn't <laughs> want us to know that he knows how to poison. He yeah. he wants to keep selling the the cocaine in the coffee. That's what it is. Take me to jail, but please keep my lucrative coffee business running. <laughs> I guess if I guess if there was one Animal Crossing NPC who would just be like have a back room where they like saw legs in half, it's probably Brewster. Oh yeah. Oh. Again, I cite his cold dead eyes. He does have some cold dead eyes. Um, that's all I got. It's it Yikes. he he o- OD'd on um, secret cocaine milk and then was stabbed <laughs> as a cover-up that those are the facts well i i can't answer your question with cocaine but i can't answer it with black magic so, one and the same really two sides but, of the same I mean, coin it just depends on you know what you believe is is to be real um we already know how shrunk can insert himself in others consciousness uh in animal crossing new leaf for example it's established that the first emotion he teaches people is shyness so this is basically his bread and butter. Look, I've asked around. Before, before Shrunk came into town, villagers didn't hide in their houses. People congregated outside. They walked around town, did their own chores. But ever since the doctor came to town, people got suspiciously bashful. The villagers were going to bed and locking their doors early at night, almost like they were embarrassed to be seen. What happened on the night of Tortimer's murder is not unlike what's been happening every night since this sycophant moved here. 
he used his powers to teach the townsfolk to immediately withdraw into their homes. Then he could do his dirty magic completely unopposed. From there, you've already heard it, however, how it goes. He taught Tortimer how to feel pain, sadness, regret, and shame. Tortimer couldn't stand hearing all of the voices, couldn't stand all of that, that torment. He walked out on his back patio. He took the only thing he, he knew that he had, which was his, his little kitchen knife, and just ended it right there. And the blow sent him back. He fell into the river. Lo and behold, that's why we saw him here today. He was stabbed multiple times. Yeah. Well, then probably because Brewster came and stabbed his dead corpse <laughs> afterward. Are you suggesting that Brewster and Dr. Shrunk maybe worked together? No, I think Brewster's just really into stabbing. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be wrong there. <laughs> Two things about Brewster. Loves some coffee. Into the stabbing game. 2A. He loves cocaine as well. <laughs> His pastimes are cocaine and stabbing. <laughs> I also I want to get I do want to give you kudos for you rolled through Tortimer's murder in that last paragraph very smoothly and that is a hard <laughs> that's a hard uh, two word phrase to say it really is yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not not easy well Andrew it was really cool of you to map the superpowers of the Ghost Rider onto an Animal Crossing character no. but that is <laughs> not what happened here although that is our first. Our first Ghost Rider reference this Halloween season, and it Ding. won't be our last. Certainly will not. It better not. Um, actually, I referenced Ghost Rider in the last sidebar, so that's kind of makes two. That's, that's not a Halloween episode, though, man. That's true. So um, pump the brakes. Anyway, um, let's talk about what really happened. While Todd thinks it is the person you least expect, and Kyle thinks yeah. it is the person you medium expect, listen... If it looks like a mole and sounds like a mole, and by mole I mean pickaxe, and if it looks like a pickaxe and the holes in the turtle shell look like a pickaxe, it's probably a pickaxe, and that pickaxe probably belongs to Mr. Rossetti. But remember, Big Brother is always watching you, and by Big Brother, I mean none other than Mr. Rossetti's Big Brother, Donnie Rossetti. <laughs> the only other person who has access to the surveillance center the only other person who could have been watching out and making sure that no one discovered Sonny Rossetti pickaxing the crap out of former Mayor Tortimer. Jesus, that is hard to say. Former <laughs> Mayor Tortimer. Sonny Rossetti, Mr. Rossetti, was protected by his big brother as he snuck up on Mayor Tortimer in his retirement and pickaxed him into oblivion and then drug him into the fountain and tossed him in there for the whole town to discover in the morning just to prove that Sonny and Donnie's Rossetti Surveillance Center needs to stay open and needs to be fully funded. So, in one foul night, in one easy swoop, the Rossetti brothers <laughs> made sure that one no one was paying thing. any attention and then just stabbed the shit out of the former mayor. It's that easy. There's no crazy <laughs> shit going on here. There's no cocaine and coffee. There's no crazy mind control. And it definitely wasn't the soft-spoken secretary with the big pockets. It was simple. Who you don't ever expect. It was simple. It was easy. <laughs> he got pickaxed to death by the angry mole guy. Hey, Matt, I've got a question. Sure, Todd. Um, Mr. Rossetti, who... Who hurt him? Uh, you know, that's a great question, Todd. <laughs> and that's maybe an open question for everyone. Who hurt Mr. Rossetti? Oh, man, that's actually the super secret bonus question. <laughs> <laughs> what, made him, what made him this way? It's big government, Todd. That's well. 
I'm yeah. coming to take it down. It's fine. Wait, I, I'm Todd. I'm sorry. I'm so lost. Are you? Is you? Is this? Is this version of you <laughs> anti-government or pro? Because you, you're really waffling, my, waffling, my dude. <laughs> no, Isabel's Isabel is taking down the 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 stranglehold of capitalism capitalism on our society so that we the people can run the town. No more random mayors coming in off trains. We leave the body in the fountain for a sign for all to see. You want to get rid of big government and then funnel all the effort into small business? I don't understand how that's not capitalism. It's community. We're doing it together. <laughs> the people know the body's in the fountain for all He's to know. He's seizing the means of production from the mayor, Andrew, yes. and, and redistributing them to the people. Yeah, it's easy. Okay. Would Mr. Rossetti want to carry a, uh, a hammer and a sickle by chance? Is that a is that a thing? Uh, you know the lab the lab results came back and they weren't pickaxe wounds they were sickle they were sickle wounds. There you go. You know his pickaxe is not that dissimilar to a sickle. I'm I'm sure right. he would make it. that choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's no it's not just a coincidence that everyone calls each other comrade in town. It's fine. Oh, they do do that. <laughs> I I legit had mine do that in the uh, N64 ver- or the GameCube version. All right, that was weird. Yeah, that's that's our game today, Todd. Is just letting you say weird things and leaving you out to hang with them. Thanks. So, shouldn't have taken that cough medicine before I did this episode. That's all right. It's only <laughs> happened once before. <laughs> you did you did channel Ayn Rand there for a minute, which was really fun. <laughs> all right, detectives. Now it's time for the super secret bonus question. Uh, I thought about this one a lot, and I'm going to ask you, and then we'll go to a promo break. Um, you definitely thought about it more than any of us thought about our I'm the cases so we're working on. Confirmed. I literally got so excited when I realized that I could ask this. Um, <clears throat> it's become kind of a tradition that whenever there's a grisly murder or, say, a serial killer rises to fame and popularity, Netflix eventually does an, an adaptation about them. Uh, <laughs> whether it's a sexy Jeffrey Dahmer or... <laughs> You know, a sexy Ted Bundy <laughs> or, you know, a sexy third serial killer that I'm blanking on right now. Uh, Netflix. Uh, sexy can Michael Peterson be is what you're thinking of. <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Peterson. The staircase. Michael guy. Peterson. Oh, that yeah, weird, that's right. That weird author, staircase. Anyway, um, my super secret bonus question for you, uh, and this is going to count for a lot of points toward finding out who the winner is. Um, which sexy teen heartthrob would play your suspect in the Netflix adaptation of this murder? Yes. <laughs> we'll give you guys some time to think about it while we cut to a promo break. Hey guys, Andrew and Todd here. Just want to let you all know we're going to be at the Portland Retro Game Festival or Portland Retro Gaming Expo. October 18th through the 20th. So that's a Friday through the through Sunday. It's going to be at the Oregon Convention Center in Portland, Oregon. And so Andrew and I, we we have a table. We're going to have some of our debate this uh, merch. We're going to have probably a special expo exclusive question that you can come uh, give your feedback on. But if nothing else, we will be there. We'll be there to answer your questions. We'll be there to argue some of your favorite topics, the things you've yep. liked, things you haven't liked. Um, but like I said, we're going to be there. We'll have some stickers, some buttons, all that good merch. Um, and plus, we our lovely faces. <laughs> Which is quite possibly the best thing. <laughs> the uh, you true can come gift. In, uh, you the well, true gift. That and the gift of friendship. 
<laughs> it's the most powerful thing they say. Uh, no, the uh, but seriously, the Portland show is so much fun. I actually went last year just just for fun. Um, there's a huge arcade that you can go and just play games for free. Um, you can there are a ton of vendors. Um, AV the Angry Video Game Nerd's going to be there. Um, the Retro Knots are going to be there. Retro Knots are a huge inspiration for me. That's another retro gaming podcast. Um, definitely, if you're in the West Coast, if you're in the area, come check it out. It is an absolute blast. Please, please come find us if you want to talk about what it's like to play the Untitled Goose game, because I am the naughtiest goose, and I want to hear about how naughty <laughs> other people are. <laughs> All right, again, that's going to be the Portland Retro Gaming Expo at the Oregon Convention Center in Portland, Oregon, October 18th through the 20th. See you later. Nice. And we're back. How was your little promo break, guys? Did you have a lot of time to think? Are you feeling really good about it? Are you feeling ready to answer a question? Oh, I've definitely cast Sexy Brewster, the, the <laughs> serial killer, drug drug lord serial killer in in that ad break. I have the 50 hottest men of all time, uh, as just declared by Harper's Bazaar up. Does that count? Is that anything? <laughs> I gotta say, Andrew, if yours isn't Kelsey Grammer, I'm leaving. <laughs> right, it wasn't, guys. but it could be. Now's your chance. Who would Netflix cast to play your suspect in the Netflix adaptation of this murder? Stupid question. My choice for Isabel is not a sexy teen heartthrob, but she's a very good option. So the role of a somewhat likely Shih Tzu secretary who murders her boss in cold blood done in a tasteful Netflix limited run series will be played by none other than the heartthrob Megan Mullally. She is oh. going to play <laughs> Isabel, who brutally murders the mayor. And then she, be <laughs> she in effect, is then like, and everyone listen up. That's just how it is now. He's dead. <laughs> We're running this ourselves. And if you don't like it, that's when she dumps him into the into the pond or are, into the. Are we are we thing. talking like Tammy two Megan Mullally? It or is like Tammy two Megan Mullally. Okay. No, it okay. is Tammy two Megan Mullally. A little crazy. A little crazy. Yeah. Not interesting take. Not really the personality at all. Probably the exact opposite of Isabella's personality. But but okay. See, you weren't reading through the lines of her as a character. I don't think you really fully really? explored her potential, and that's that's on you. Okay, I'll take that on. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's, I'm sorry. That's your fault, not Todd's. <laughs> no, it's not me. That's you. It's not it's Todd's you. bad casting. It's it's your misunderstanding of the character. Mm -hmm. I uh, I really I gotta say I really love Megan Mullally for that part. Uh, I do have to say that any bonus points I might have given you for that are immediately lost by the fact that she is neither a teen nor a heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> Would it make it better if if in the end that um you know Nick Offerman ends up playing Tom Nook in the in the recasting of this? There's nothing I want more. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be very good. That would be very good. He's making the furniture and selling it at a price that he deems reasonable. Although I don't love yeah. the, the headcanon you've created where Isabel and Tom Nook are fucking. It's not, not good. Not, I'm not, not super good. Into it's it. there now. It's not good, though. Yeah. To move on from the very uncomfortable situation Todd has put us in, as seems to be his MO this let's episode. Talk, let's talk about a pigeon that does cocaine coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah, way more yeah, comfortable. calling the kettle black. So my, my uh, sexy teen heartthrob pigeon barista cocaine uh, lord um, will be played in the Netflix special None Other by... 
by none other than, sorry, um, British act, Welsh actor, I'm sorry, Taron Egerton, um, as you might know him from the Kingsman series, or he recently played Elton John in uh, Rocketman. Um, but he is the perfect casting to play our uh, quiet, reserved barista with a dark history and a dark, dark motives behind those dead, those cold, dead glasses. And a pension for stabbing. And a pension for stabbing. <laughs> I have a very strange complaint about this casting. Um, I, I have one, too. I'll get in line behind you. All right. I, I don't club. know how much weight mine is going to carry, but I'm looking at a Google image search of Brewster from Animal Crossing. I am also looking at a Google image search of Taryn Egerton. And what I am noticing is that Taryn Egerton's jawline is way too strong to be the no-neck <laughs> creation that Brewster from Animal Crossing is. <laughs> I I was going more for um for for the like the reserved Britishness of Bruce of Brewster um and Taryn Egerton's jaw is just ex- explained away by the. Um, the sexing up of the character for the Netflix special. Got it. Okay. Todd, what's your complaint? Um, so when I look at Brewster, I auto- <laughs> I automatically compare him to Sam Eagle from the Muppets. Um, they're just two like anthropomorphized birds that look blue anthropomorphized birds. Yeah. And, and the only human being that sounds I can pretty see racist, playing, Todd. Yeah. Well, it's a little, it's, it's pretty narrow casting there. Cause they're the only two large birds that I know. That's not big bird. Anyway, I immediately think that the only human being that could play Sam Eagle is the brother from everybody loves Raymond. So oh, Brad Garrett, I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah. That's a name. Why did I know that so quickly? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he is neither a teen nor a heartthrob though. Todd. Okay, well, and I know that didn't matter to you right, and your right answer, on, right on the first mattered, count wrong on the second to count. Mine. Good. <laughs> Don't <matter>. I disagree. <laughs> why did people love that series it was a different love raymond (laughs) that was that was literally what brad garrett's character asked every episode (laughs) (laughs) it was just him on screen going why do you love him so hang on is is brad garrett your choice for brewster in the end no that was todd's answer it's still Egerton. The, right. the sexy teen heartthrob. I gotta say, uh, so the two kind of thoughts I had for Brewster were Timothy Chalamet. Uh, but then when you mentioned the thing about the jawline, I thought, no, it's got to be someone a little doopier looking. And that's when I landed on Michael Sarah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is good. I very much wanted a, a British actor and mm. couldn't find one with a, a weaker jaw in the in the time allotted <laughs> i leaned into the the sexy teenness of it mm. with Terry. is michael sarah still a still a sexy teen michael sarah will be a sexy teen for the rest of his life always i think michael teen. sarah is is older than matt at this point well so is everybody god damn it well i do think that michael sarah is older than me but i'm not sure he was ever a sexy teen okay again you're allowed to have your own wrong opinions. Yeah, let's agree to disagree here. You clearly didn't watch that movie where he hung out with himself with a mustache. I don't think that I did. Oh, Michael Sarah was born in 1988. Wow. Yeah, he's old. Wait, Matt. Matt, you're 93 too, yeah? Yes. What month are you? August. Oh, shit, you're older than me. 
Bam! Oh, Tom's oh, the young one. Shit. Get him! I'm not Get the him. young one. Holy shit! This is the best day of this podcast ever. This is it. We can quit too bad that's now. gonna get cut in post. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tom, but we've got a we've got continuity to keep in the show. And we can't we can't have you revealing secrets like that. We'd have to go and change the wiki. I have kids. We can just bump me up to thirty. We'll just I mean, pretend. that's. That's, that's seriously what it is, is you have kids, so you're older than all of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's true. Very true. And broker. Um, I want to talk yeah. about Dr. Shrunk some more. Can I oh, do that? Well, that, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> um, okay, so I got, I've got two, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So uh, Dr. Shrunk is an axolotl. Axolotls kind of look like lizards, so we need an actor who kind of looks like a lizard, which is, of course... Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh, that, was a, that would have been another time to put in friend of the show, um, Rami Malek, too, though. So. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes. We, we have to go a different direction. So uh, I'm going to tell you why it's Benedict Cumberbatch, because I know he's not a sexy teen. Um, so it is canon that Dr. Shrunk has a wife and kids, um, a wife who, who, quote, treats him badly, um, according to the wiki. Um, I think there's some off comments on on so and they and there's some comments that he makes and jokes that they've been married for quite some time. So we have to assume that he is older. Um, and since we just established that having kids means you're 30, he is at least <laughs> post 30. So um, I would I would pose that Benedict Cumberbatch plays the current state version of Doctor Shrunk. Um, but we're definitely because this is a sexy Netflix adaptation, we're gonna do some flashbacks because we got to get that origin story. We got to get all that childhood trauma, teenage drama, teenage trauma. So do we? We do. Oh. Um, so I would pose that we cast Freddie Highmore, uh, who's known as Norman Bates in Bates Motel. Oh, yeah. As our as our flashback shrunk, um, which, again, we've already seen him play someone who's a little a little off, a little sociopathic, someone who's not all quite there. Um, but on the surface has it all kind of built together. Um, the, the perfect, if you will, serial killer, which is, of course, what we've established is Dr. Shrunk. So there you go. All right. Um, all right, Matt. Well, there is clearly only one actor capable of taking Mr. Rossetti to Netflix fame, and mm-hmm. it is... If it's not Danny DeVito, you're kicked off the show. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Kyle. Of course it's sexy teen heartthrob Danny DeVito. Who nice. else would it possibly be? I wish that I could show you the Danny DeVito Google image search that I have on my computer to oh, prove I to you it. that I've been thinking of Danny DeVito since Tom asked this question. But yeah, it's 100% Danny DeVito. It's Danny DeVito. Good, you get to stay. With the nose that he wore as the penguin. But other than that, 100% Mr. Rossetti. It's sexiest, teeniest, heartthrobbiest Danny DeVito. How do none of you guys know what Little a teenager known fact, is? That wasn't, that wasn't a prosthetic <laughs> nose. It, Danny DeVito is so committed, he actually just like stretched his nose out to do for that role. <laughs> he just grew his nose. Yeah. Hey, real real quick, is anyone on the Wikipedia for Danny DeVito? Always. Okay. <laughs> without without going there to answer this question, guess how old Danny DeVito is? 72. 76. 81. 68. Actually, that was you two you were pretty close. He's he's going to be 75 years old. That yeah. means I win by sure. prices right rules. That's true. Wait, did you uh, say 74? I said 72. You said seven. You said seventy. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, because he's his birthday is November. He was born in forty four. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. 
Good for Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah. There's one thing we can take away from this episode. It's that. <laughs> the Danny DeVito is aged like a fine wine. Well, he, he shot right up to, he like looked 40 when he was in his 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or he looked 50 when he was in his 20s, and then he just stayed there. He just like leveled out. He ages one year every like seven. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. There you go. Where are we? Here's what Where we, here's we, what we brought show. you. So I got to say, I'm a little disappointed in all of you for having no idea what a teenager is. <laughs> <laughs> that the closest any of you got was Taryn Egerton, who is 29. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. I want to quickly uh, let you guys know that the correct answer for sexy teen Mr. Rossetti would be to cast Dylan and Cole Sprouse, <laughs> not, <laughs> not have both of them play Mr. Rossetti in opposite scenes, uh, but to have one of them as Mr. Rossetti and the other as Don Rossetti. Um, I need to, I, this is where I'm going to take the opportunity to express my disappointment in Nintendo that Sonny and Donnie don't rhyme and they mm. very much look like they do. And they should needed to pick two different names for those characters. That's all. Go on. Are you sure it's not pronounced Monty? It, it might be. No, <laughs> good. Tom, I need to point out, are, are you sure you know what, a teenager is because Dylan and Cole Sprouse were born also in 1993. Incorrect. They were born in 1992. I was testing you and you have failed. <laughs> oh, which is the same year Freddie Highmore was born. Wait, did Tom just like go and edit the Wikipedia to have us look at that? Is that what just happened here? I missed it. Jesus, are we done with this podcast yet? What's happening? Mostly, mostly I'm being nitpicky because, because they played sexy teenagers. Todd is being nitpicky. Todd is is hopped up on cough syrup, and the rest What's of us are dealing excuses, with it. What's your excuses, huh? What do you guys have? <laughs> Todd's on that scissor. <laughs> that Nyquil life. <laughs> All right, Tom, take us home. We need to go home. You guys, I've been given the task of making an arrest here today. And to be completely honest, I'm still not totally sure who did this. You've all made great cases today, and this is your last chance to tell me why your suspect is the one who deserves to rot away in jail for the rest of eternity. I realize that was a dark tonal shift, but it's Halloween, baby. (laughs) I've I've got one line to leave you with. Well, two lines. First, it's who you least suspect, and that's me, or Isabel. Second, <laughs> whoa, plot Tom, twist. <laughs> it's Tom. Detective, Detective Todd is the killer. Tom, underneath these season appropriate cardigans exists an endless well of rage that's been unleashed. It's Isabel. She did it, but she did it for you and the rest of the people. I don't know when the Isabel, when your <laughs> argument for Isabel became this like anti-capitalist one. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just say. happened, and you all, and you expect us to accept it. She's not the hero that we deserve, <laughs> but she's the hero that we need. Um, well, Tom, the the real the real killer is the dead-eyed pigeon Brewster, um, and it was to cover up his cocaine empire. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm rewatching Breaking Bad right now and everything to do with the fact that it's true and happening. And if you don't arrest him, he will destroy our town. Drugs are bad. But hot take. What's, hot take. But Anderson what's worse is <laughs> thank you. But what's worse, what's way worse is a psychopathic serial killer. And that's what we have in Mr. Dr. Strong. Yep. 
That's it. Mr. Dr. Shrunk. Mr. Dr. Shrunk. I really, I'm really having a hard time accepting this axolotl as, um, as kill, Killgrave from Jessica Jones. Cause oh, that's shit. what you're positing. And it's a little too fantastic for this he, world. He is, he is Killgrave. Um, I even gave him a, a well-known English actor to portray him. So yes, he is definitely Killgrave. Um, Dr. Shunk deserves to go to jail for the rest of his life, and he will go there doing the shrunk funk shuffle all the way. You deserve to go to jail for saying those words out loud. Shrunk Andrew's Andrew's the killer. Shuffle. And my evidence is shrunk. What is it? Shrunk funk shuffle? If you say it anymore, you summon him into existence. Please stop. If you say it anymore, you get a free pizza. And it's a free pizza. All of that aside... Uh, I would like to point out once again that Mr. Rossetti is the clear option. If it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck, it's probably a duck. Mayor Tortimer... It's probably Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Tortimer ran into Mr. Massetti, Mr. Rossetti's pickaxe. He ran into Mr. Rossetti's pickaxe ten times. Oh, okay. That's All your right. second musical theater <laughs> reference of the episode. Way above quota. You really know how to win my heart. Um, okay before i bring down the hammer of justice locking up the cruel bastard who's brought so much darkness to our peaceful world i wanted to give each of you a chance to say something nice about one of your fellow detectives is there someone whose theory sounds reasonable enough to you to make you doubt your own accusations now's your chance (laughs) fair now's your chance to let your own suspect go free if you've been swayed by someone else's arguments so (laughs) <laughs> i'll take that as a no um no kyle i really like brewster um i think that was you know it was cool to see that character and kind of say like hey kyle i think you might enjoy doing this and i'm glad you did it because i feel like all the anger that you put into brewster is like somewhat funneled from like the dark sides of your brain um because of your own experiences and so when, no, no. <laughs> Todd, and also Todd, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop saying things um, <laughs> before the cops come. <laughs> the, they're they're already on their way, Kyle. And so, um, yeah, I think uh, Brewster's a cool cool character. I did not play the game that Brewster or Doctor Shrunk came from, um, but I thought that you did a good job telling a good narrative of this this like barista who is just out to like take out the mayor. That's just his thing. And he doesn't care what happens as long as he gets his coffee empire to keep going. Um, Dr. Shrunk deserves to be in jail, but for other reasons, (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Shrunk sounds like a sexual predator. He is a pervert. I'm not okay with Dr. Shrunk. Dr. Shrunk Hmm. gives me, the kind of energy that Gritty gave everyone when he first showed up on the scene before we decided we were okay with him. And I, I am upset at you and him. Um, what game was Dr. Shrunk from, from New which Leaf. one? New Leaf okay. and Wild World. Wild, Wild World. I think he shows up in City Folk too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Hey, uh, so Matt, you're, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I uh, I love hate Mr. Rossetti, and the thought of Danny DeVito popping out of the ground and starting to yell at you is really good in my head. So I liked that a lot. Todd, I I did enjoy the the narrative you spun with uh, Isabel, even though it very much has Zootopia vibes. 
with uh, with Jenny Slate's character. You also missed an opportunity to cast Jenny Slate, who should be uh, cast in more ooh, things. That's She's good. closer to being a teenager than Megan that Mullally. is that is true. <laughs> um, true. Um, Andrew, yeah, Doctor Shrunk is a is a pervert and should be locked away. <laughs> and I I agree with you there. <laughs> and Matt, I. I, Mr. Rossetti is is the red herring in this case. He's there to throw us off the trail of the real killer, Brewster. But he is good because he is he's a, a crazy mole who I think would kill everybody and absolutely needs to be cast in a movie um, as Danny DeVito because Danny DeVito should also be in more things. That's that's all I've got. Um, Todd, how you doing, man? You you feeling good? <laughs> you okay? We've left the body there as a reminder for all to see, Andrew. Thank you for coming today. <laughs> hey, I tried. Um, Kyle. <laughs> if this if uh, this were a Law and Order episode, Brewster would be the guy that they talked to at the beginning who just doesn't stop moving boxes. <laughs> <laughs> He's he is too busy to yeah. stop moving these boxes to talk to the police about a murder because he has these boxes. Listen, I gotta to unload move. this truck. I can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I heard of him. What about him? I've seen him around. <laughs> Never talked to him. Seemed like a weird guy. Don't mind me. I've just got these boxes to move. I wish I could help you more, officers, but I got to move these boxes. <laughs> uh, and Matt, if this were a Law and Order episode, uh, Mr. Rossetti would be the guy that runs for no reason. And they have to chase <laughs> halfway through the episode. Who committed a completely unrelated crime. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly. why he's running. Right. Yeah. And then they, uh, they cut to ad break then. But. Yeah. Um yeah, no, this was this was really this was a lot of fun. I I look forward to on a yearly schedule our Halloween episodes and I cannot wait to get more into this craziness because ugh, it's delicious. <laughs> Hopefully Todd's cold lasts the entire month of October. <laughs> oh, so let's get, hope. One can only we hope. get so Not we get dark Todd all month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Todd. <laughs> the spooktacular express brought to you by Todd's bottle of Nyquil. Oh. <laughs> hashtag ad <laughs> um yeah man todd i don't know that i liked much about what you said about isabel but i liked a lot of the things you said about anti-capitalism so points to you for that <laughs> <laughs> um, kyle man brewster is my favorite candidate for this murder holy smokes the, <laughs> the idea of a snapped barista at assumingly famously litigious coffee corporation pouring cocaine into people's coffee to get them to come back is is my favorite headcanon he's cold he's he is driven by greed and and he's gonna get his move his product through coffee that's all i've got to say uh and yeah andrew the the idea of an axolotl that teaches people emotions is both strange and twisted and something that only nintendo could dream up and something that only you could take and make dark. So good job with that. Thank you. I'm not comfortable with the energy Dr. Shrunk has brought to this podcast. Um, I have one more good vibe. Yeah. Uh, let's thank Tom, our guest yeah. moderator. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Aww. Yeah. Thank you, Wait, guys. I didn't, this is a I didn't want to thank him until he chose the right answer, but all right. I want to keep, keep these losers guessing. He's not. He's definitely not padding his uh, results by thanking our ho- thanking our moderator. <laughs> that would be that would be facetious and and wrong. I gotta say, I am. Uh, you've given me a really hard choice to make here tonight, tonight, this morning, whenever, 
whatever time of day it is. Whatever time it is in this <laughs> fictional f- fictional murder scenario we set up in Pete in Pete Buttigieg's mind. Yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna have a cop out here where Pete Buttigieg is the actual killer, but it's too close to the election. I don't wanna I don't wanna no. risk putting that out there into the world. <laughs> you don't want a defamation suit on your hands. Exactly. I highly suspect Pete Buttigieg has never committed murder. That's that's what I'll say. That is the likeliest scenario, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> so you guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my kind of thoughts here before I tell you who I think the winner is. Uh, the winner. <laughs> the winner of this murder well, investigation. Yeah. It's kind of a winner. Um so Todd, I love the idea that Isabel might have done this because it's always the person you least expect. Uh but also because it kind of reminds me of scandal. Um uh, there's there's something really appealing to me about the, you know, strong female lead who like has been pulling the strings behind the scenes the entire time, uh, potentially killing off the the person who seems like they're actually in charge. Uh, and, you know, everyone just kind of going along with it because like, yeah, Olivia Pope is, is more the president than the president. So kudos it, exactly. to you for that one. Uh, I also really like the anarchist angle. I thought that was really fun. Um, <laughs> it brought some, it was, it was fun and, and carefree. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, the Brewster as a Coke dealing poison master is an extremely appealing narrative. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it though? It's, you know, I have, I have to say you do lose some points for being the only one who picked an actor I've never heard of in my entire uh, life. Um, <laughs> on that super secret bonus question. But he was in rocket man. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I love Elton Isn't John Kings Kingsman and, and, and second Kingsman. But not the not you the know, third one coming you out. Know, beloved action movie franchise, Kingsman. First Kingsman, second Kingsman, first Joshua's Men, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All those great movies. Um I yeah, I really love the idea of a Coke dealing pigeon. I think that's very fun. Um canonically though, I'm pretty sure pigeon milk is just Brewster's jizz. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you're allowed to change the headcanon there i i i thought about going that route and and didn't for a lot of good reasons you like stood at the fork in the road and you're like no and tom's like hey what about this (laughs) (laughs) what about the gross what about the gross option i mean like birds have one hole that things come out of it's a cloaca tom (laughs) yeah kirby's mouth is also a cloaca we've talked about this Todd, sure, we yeah. er, Todd, we've all wiki. agreed we've all agreed not to not to get Todd riled up on bird anatomy because he just <laughs> goes off on tangents and he's hard to stop after he gets going. Uh, well, I gotta say, uh, Talon Egerton was a decent <laughs> close choice. enough. Moving on, <laughs> it was two bird puns in his name. All right, yeah, uh, Andrew. Dr. Shrunk using his Kilgrave-esque powers to manipulate people's emotions and force them to feel horrible is super sinister and really, really exciting to me. Uh, I think okay. that of of all of the movies that would come out of this, that's maybe the most interesting. Like, that's the one that kind of feels like it would win a, an award of some kind. Uh, yeah. Although not I think for, I'd enjoy... Not for nonfiction. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think I would enjoy the, uh, sure. the Megan Mullally Isabel movie more just you know that's kind of the top comedy this is the top drama you know yeah Um, so i really i appreciated that that was a really fun breakdown of that character who uh is maybe one of the most like 
tragic figures in the Animal Crossing universe. Oh, he's so weird. He's so weird. <laughs> and his everything about him is so fiddly too. Like I played New Leaf for like two years and I couldn't figure out I just couldn't figure out that that mechanic at all. I mean, Google exists. You could have. Well, <laughs> okay, Tom. I invite not... you to. We invite you to our house. Andrew. Andrew purposefully avoids googling anything mm. um, because he likes to pretend it's it's 1998 still. I go uh, on GameFAQs and I print out all the 200 pages of SCR. art. I don't remember 1998 because I was five. You were a baby. <laughs> um, Matt. Yo. My sweet baby boy. Yep. <laughs> Wait, when when in August are you? Are you a you a Leo or a Virgo? I'm a Leo. All right. All right. Well, yeah, we had our fun. <laughs> Matt, I I really enjoyed you picking Mr. Rossetti for this one because he is kind of the only person in town who like definitely like murders. Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight I think we can all agree people. he definitely kills people. I just don't yeah. know for sure that he killed Tortimer. Um. But I really like that you brought in an accomplice. You were the only one who did that. Uh, and I think there's something really strong about that argument, you know, having him bring in his brother, having them have the motive of having their whole operation shut down. It all makes a lot of sense. And I think it was maybe the best thought out argument here. So I don't want that to go unnoticed. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so you guys, uh, I have brought all of your, you know, all of your theories to my crack team of you know, forensic scientists or whatever. Um, and we Booker and Cooper, the two police officers. Well, no, <laughs> fuck the cops. You're doing okay. well. Cause this is, this is about the point in the show where the facade of our setup starts to fall anyway. So you're, oh, you're doing well. I figured uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm losing this um, guys. Uh, I have a feeling. I, I have a feeling we all know really who is behind this. Um, That's true. It was, uh, do, do you guys want like a drum roll or something? Should I just drop the name? I just, I just need, well, to, I just need to is, know. The suspense is killing me, so yeah, you've done I it. I have to know. Yeah. All right. No, I was, I was gonna fake out and and tell you that it was Mayor Pete, but it was not Mayor Pete. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guys, this was this was a very hard choice for me because I think there's two, there's two here that I want to be the winners. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you who the runner-up is, and then I'm going to tell you who the winner is. And the runner-up is Mr. Rossetti. Yeah, that's right. Mr. <laughs> Rossetti. Mr. Rossetti was an incredibly strong choice. It was extremely well thought out. Kyle, you broke me laughing yes. several times throughout this recording. Um, that was but, Matt. 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 Matt and Mr. Yeah, Rossetti. Matt and Mr. Rossetti. Oh, I, okay. You that's faked, right. You faked me out. I thought I won. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry Matt Kyle. had Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> Kyle, okay. I got I to gotta tell you, Kyle, you are not one of the runner-ups, nor are you the winner. Oh no. That's disappointing. <laughs> Matt, it's been a long day. I'm sorry I called you Kyle. It's okay. It's I'm... this is the second guest in a row that's called me the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's kind of a bit now. Matt, I, I thought yours was the strongest argument here tonight. Uh thanks. So I, I wanted to let you know that that had it not been for the fact that I really fucking love Scandal, you might have been the winner tonight. But unfortunately, I do really fucking love Scandal, so the winner is Todd. Uh, I blacked out during shit. half of this and still won. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Isabel's the murderer. It makes a lot of sense. I really like the idea that the town completely covered it up. You're the only one who had that kind of narrative of like everyone else is in on this. It makes it a little spookier. It makes it really fun. I, I yeah, I just I congrats. 
it uh i think it it just it makes sense right Mm -hmm. no none of this makes sense right but that's fine no (laughs) todd where do you think you are right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm certainly not in a makeshift podcast studio in our walk-in closet if that's what you're asking are you in south bend indiana (laughs) (laughs) that's not a real place we've been through this (laughs) todd is uh Todd is in on another in another universe right now. Um, Tom, thank you yeah. so much for doing this. This My was yes. a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. This was great. Anytime. A little a little peek behind the metaphorical curtain. Uh, I messaged Tom about uh, two months ago, and I was and I said, "Hey, I have a pitch for you." <laughs> it was literally it was literally I have a title, but I don't have an episode. The title is Animal Crossing Murder House. <laughs> Can you do something with that? And uh, and and he just took it from there, and that this was so much fun. Um, thank you for being our first experimental guest moderator. I'm I'm glad to have uh, been your first guest. An experiment <laughs> gone well, I think. Yes. I think we can all say. Yeah, <laughs> you're basically part of the show anyway. So I, I'm always happy to join you guys anytime. Why don't you tell us where we can find you, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am the executive producer of the Upford Network, uh, a fine network of podcasts based out of Montreal in Canada. So if you want some wholesome, friendly content with goofy vowel sounds, uh, you can head to <laughs> UpfordNetwork.com. Um, and more knowledge of French than than you'll get here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also personally host Up for Discussion, where Todd has been a guest in the past. Uh, and... Uh, that's like a comedy show where we talk about depression and things a lot of the time, uh, not exclusively, but you know, often, uh, and, uh, they're calling again, a podcast about Frasier that, uh, by the time this is out, both Todd and Andrew will have been on <laughs> and, uh, blasting off again, a podcast where I'm watching through every episode of Pokemon, uh, that Andrew has been on. So, uh, Kyle and Matt, Hit me up. Anytime. Where are you? Where are you in your Pokemon journey, and how far are you going in oh. your Pokemon journey? We're still we're about halfway through Kanto at the time of this episode's release. Okay, um, and Is, we're gonna... are you pre are you pre or post uh, Charmeleon evolving? Uh, I think, think pre. I think pre. I don't think okay. Charmeleon has evolved. That yet. was that was the cutoff. Like whenever. Whatever channel I watched Pokemon on growing up, that WB, was when, WB bought yeah, it. Yeah, WB when it, when they when Charmeleon evolved, the next step it would like restart and they'd start over at the beginning oh. again. So those are the ones I've oh, seen crazy the most. That sucks. I think it's the first six badges. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It might be. I think the next episode that we're gonna record at the time Ooh. of this recording is the one where he evolves into Charmeleon, and I didn't know that, and that's exciting. Cool. Anyway, yeah, we're we're about halfway through Kanto. We're planning on going forever. So, okay, as yeah. long as there are episodes of Pokemon to watch, so I have plenty of time to jump on this train. Oh, absolutely. Me. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I forced Kyle to do. Or, God, I keep calling everyone. All of you are Kyle. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> Kyle. I forced. We're just, a- we're just a drywall punching bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I forced Andrew to do an entire episode about Venonat with me. So. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, yes, you can find all of those things uh, wherever you get your podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tom Zalatni. Do it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, And Tom. if you're in Montreal, you can just find me. I'm around. <laughs> go to the street and start He won't tell Tom. you how, but if you go outside yeah. and yell for him, he, he might hear you. I yeah, came yeah. to Canada for Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening in to debate this. Uh, you can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at debate this cast. Um, check out our website at debatethiscast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review um, or comment on all of our social mediums so more people can hear our nerdy, nerdy show. Um, Tom, you want to take us out? Sure. Until next time, I'm Tom. Turns out I'm younger than Matt Zalatni. I'm Todd, sponsored by the Pizza Hut Book It program, Thomas. I'm <laughs> Kyle Pigeon Milk Harper. <laughs> I'm Andrew. <laughs> Freddie Highmore is uh, younger than the other one that Tom said, so I actually had this closest to a teenager. Henderson? Uh, and I'm Matt. I was just going to say one free pizza at Pizza Hut because I don't understand the <laughs> Animal Crossing references. Oh. Thanks so much for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets. Nerds. Nerds.